This is Alicia, and welcome to the College Life Podcast. I am super passionate about education, personal development, growth, and bringing out the best in every college student. This podcast will help motivate you, empower you, and bring you clarity and confidence in who you are, in your purpose, and help you take action toward a life you love. Don't wait until you graduate to live your best life. Let's start now. What's up and welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here and today I am interviewing a current senior in college, James Carnes. We talk about addiction, we talk about mental health, we talk about building your community on campus, and then also just facing your fears and insecurities and what that has been like for him. And so I'm really excited about this episode. I do want to make a disclaimer that we are not addiction counselors. So this is really just focused on James's story. And you're just going to hear a lot of vulnerability and hear what it's like. And so even if you're not experiencing this yourself, I also want you to think about this from other students that you may be around who are experiencing some of these challenges. So you are going to love this episode. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here, and today I am interviewing a current college student, James, and I'm super excited to have him on. We're going to talk about a lot of different topics today. Um, James, let's go ahead and start with an introduction. We know your name already, James, (laughs) Um, but uh, what's your major? What are you working on right now? What are your goals, and what year are you in college? And then also, like, how did you even get to college? What was that story? So I am a going into my senior year and I am a sociology major and so that's a story in itself but I'm also a little bit of an older student so I'm 27 going into my senior year so a little uh you know went off course a little bit early on in my 20s but yeah just uh I don't really know what I want to do with after college yet but we're uh you know we're honestly figuring that out yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much it Yeah, so how did you choose your current college? So uh, CU Boulder has been on my radar for probably since I was a little kid. Grew up in Colorado Springs, so I'm a native here in Colorado. And just kind of, um, you know, I was a football fan, so I grew up watching, you know, CU was kind of like that first college that I kind of latched on to, and I watched their football games. And uh, when I was younger, they were really good, and they were, you know, winning big games and stuff. And so I was just kind of like, you know, hey, you know, I'd like to go to see you someday. I remember saying that when I was like eight years old or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And um, so, you know, eventually, you know, I got into high school and it was kind of like, you know, a school maybe I could go into, but, um, you know, the grades aspects wasn't, um, weren't quite there when I was in high school. And so that goal kind of just went away until, until I got older and then I kind of looked back and was like, um, you know, regretting that I never really went after that goal of going to see you. And so, um, you know, one day it just kind of, kind of switched and I said, you know, that's a goal of mine that I want to do is I want to go to see you and now I'm here. So it's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So you, um, you talked about sociology as your major and you are a senior and you're kind of like, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. So first off, how did you get to sociology? 
Yeah, um, I don't recommend this for anybody, but I randomly chose it. Um, so, um, I was actually my freshman year, I was going to a school called CUC Pueblo in Pueblo, Colorado. And um, when I decided that I wanted to transfer to CU, I was, I was a business school major at CUC Pueblo. And so I was trying to transfer. And if anybody's ever applied to CU, um, the business school is separate. So you got to, you got to apply to the school and then you got to apply to the business school. So what happened was when I applied, I didn't get into the business school and they, um, they just told me to choose an arts and sciences major. And, uh, you know, none of them really popped out at me and I just kind of, you know, saw sociology and I knew somebody who's in that major. And so I just decided to take it. You know, I'm, I'm really blessed cause I've actually really enjoyed the major and I've really met some cool people and met some cool professors that I really enjoy. And I've learned a lot of good skills. And so it's, it was kind of just, uh, it felt random at the time, but I think it was a kind of a meant, meant to be sort of thing. Yeah, like maybe you were attracted to it for some reason, but you weren't really like fully intentional about it or like under, yeah. But I think that's so great too. I feel like um, it's okay to kind of like not be sure also what's, what's happening in the future. What, have, what are you doing to kind of prepare for like after college, if anything, right now? Well, what I'm doing and I think what, you know, most college students to do is just kind of make connections with people and just see where it goes. And that's kind of just what I did with the major. I just said, you know what, let's just see what it, let's just choose it and see what happens and see the people that you might meet. And, um, you know, and I just kind of, I've been just, you know, if I meet somebody and they say, Hey, you know, we're, I'm volunteering at something at a nonprofit, you know, would you be interested? Um, you know, I've been saying yes to a lot of those things. And, um, you know, I'm just hoping that, you know, the connections that I'm making while I'm here at CU is going to help me afterwards. And so just trying to, um, you know, take advantage of any opportunity that's given to me. And that's just kind of how I just kind of go day, day to day about it. Yeah. What, what do you think looking back um, in your entire college experience, or you can just do CU, um, and when we say CU too, we're talking about University of Colorado in case you weren't sure. Um, but what do you think is the best experience or opportunity that you've had so far that you've taken advantage of? Um, just being a part of a community. So far in college, I've found, you know, I, I've struggled with things early on in my 20s. Um, and I've just found other students who have connected with me on, you know, difficult times, you know, whether it's mental health or addiction. And I think that's just been my favorite part of college is just connecting with people that have similar uh, interests or the things that they've gone through and it's been uh, really rewarding and it just builds those friendships and you start to find people in your life that really care about you and that really want to see you succeed and you find those friends that really want to you know want to help you and that at the same time it helps you and you want to help them and so that's just been the best thing about this university is just finding like almost like a family community of people and that's how it's been for me so far. So I really enjoy it. So that's literally like what everybody wants. Like everybody wants to feel like they belong somewhere. Everyone wants to feel like they're not alone in, in the world and like the challenges that we all experience in different ways and different levels. <laughs> um, so I'm curious, like, how did you do that? How did you find people? Was that intentional? Was it accidental? <laughs> like what, how, how do you create this? <laughs> Uh, it was all accidental. Um, just kind of, uh, 
while at CU, I was struggling with, uh, when I got here, I was struggling with a breakup. So I went through a, uh, a tough breakup and I didn't really know how to handle the emotions that come with that. So I kind of hit rock bottom, you know, started uh, drinking heavily. And, um, you know, you know, one day I just, I started drinking and next thing I know I'm in the hospital. I don't remember anything about it. And so, you know, you're just kind of like, what is going on? What is my life? Where's my life going? You know, um, so this happens and I get reached, the, the school reaches out to me and they try to give me resources to, you know, help out with, you know, my depression or my addiction. And I just started meeting, um, you know, other students who are going through, you know, similar struggles, whether it's a breakup or, you know, um, being away from home. And, um, you know, just so I just kind of was kind of forced into it on accident. But, um, you know, I'm so glad it happened. And I just, I really think everybody in college, if you're struggling with something, you should go and find somebody else that can help you get through it. Because, you can't do anything alone. And I figured that out. And I, I've done that most of my life is trying to go through things alone. And so, um, yeah, it was just, it just, it's kind of a blessing for me. I just kind of, it just kind of happened and just kind of got forced into it. And then, um, you know, started meeting other people and making friends and finding mentors and people that I can talk to if I'm struggling and, you know, and that's just kind of how I do it every day. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's one thing um, just for listeners out there, James is actually like, he reached out to me and was like, Alicia, I want to talk about like addiction on the podcast. And, and I just think that is so awesome. And number one, it shows like, please just reach out to me if you have a story that you want to share or something that you feel like maybe we haven't talked about yet on the podcast, because I think that this is so like important. And you also talked about depression, which I kind of want to talk about too. Um, um, cause I feel like those are like, could be potentially linked. They could also not be. <laughs> um, so you, so you talked about this experience where you were drinking, um, pretty heavily on a regular basis. I, I mean, just to be like real and raw, I was pretty, a pretty heavy drinker in college too. And it was, it was kind of socially acceptable where I was at and I didn't see that there was anything wrong with it at the time. You know, looking back, I'm like, Oh, that was not okay. And I'm curious for you, like, when all of that happened, like, I guess, what was that like? What was that feeling like to, to say like, Oh, like, I, I think I, I have a problem here. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of started, I mean, yeah, in my early twenties, it was always just social drinking, you know, having, or something that you do with your friends, you know? Um, and even in high school, um, I was like that. And then I went to college because I just wanted to, I wanted to, A, I wanted to play football and B, I wanted to party. And I didn't know any other way. I didn't know any other way to have fun. And so mm. uh, that was uh, that was difficult for me. And that was something that I had to learn. Um, and I think other people here at CU have taught me that. And then even, you know, CU is a party school. Um, everybody knows that. And so, you know, a lot, of peop- a lot of CU's brand is based on partying. And so a lot of people come here to come in and party and have a good time and be outside in the mountains and, um, and that's what my plan was when I came here too. You know, I was just, you know, it's time to have a good time. We're in college, you know, it's okay to enjoy and, and drink. But um, there came a point where when I realized it was a problem was I wasn't social drinking anymore. I was just drinking to be able to get through the day. Mm-hmm. And, able to, and I couldn't handle my emotions on a daily basis. And so 
that's when it kind of switched. You know, all of a sudden, your friends who you used to drink with, they're not drinking with you anymore. They're doing other things. And all of a sudden, it's a very lonely feeling of just, you know, you need to drink just to be able to feel well, to get through the day or to get through class. And so that's just kind of how I figured it out. And then, um, you know, needed to help. So was the hospital kind of the, the thing that kind of like tipped it over for you? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, waking up in a hospital and, you know, a doctor's telling you, um, you know, you have a problem and, and you don't remember the day before, that's when it's kind of like, okay, I need to make a change. Um, I don't know how, but I need to make a change. And so, um, you know, people just started reaching out or the, the school actually reached out to me because the, the, the hospital actually referred me to the recovery center on campus. And so, um, yeah, and then that journey kind of began. And it's always going to be a journey for me. It's always going to be something that I'm constantly working on. Um, but at least I'm learning the tools and the skills to be able to uh, work on that issue. Yeah, I think so. One of the things that you just said that really stood out is I don't know how to like do this, but I need to like I know I need to and that just acknowledgement and awareness alone is key. And you know, you said that you kind of things just kind of happened. But I would say like, one of the things that you did do was that you read your emails, number one, read your emails. <laughs> but also like, you read the recovery center email, you could have deleted it, not even looked at it, you could have looked at it and said, I don't need this right now. Or like, they can't help me or I don't need help. I can do this on my own. Right? Like you actually did take the step. And so I want to acknowledge that like you, you did. And, um, and I think like finding a community like that, regardless of, you know, whether it's like alcoholism or something else, it's like, you still have to take that step even when it's uncomfortable and you, like you said, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, and you probably had no clue what to expect when you showed up. And that can be a scary feeling too, I think. So what was it like to actually show up? Like, were you just kind of like, I'm so happy to be here or were you like, Oh shit, why am I here? No, I was terrified. Um, uh, I'm not really socially. Um, yeah. I have social anxiety real bad uh, also. And so, uh, you know, like my brain will just play games with me and tell me that, you know, they're not going to accept me or whatever, or my story is way worse than anybody else's. And um, so it actually, it probably took me about a month to actually have the courage to walk into the recovery center and, and, and you know, talk to somebody and say that I had a problem. So, um, so that was a big deal for me too. Um, so I, I kind of knew I had a problem because, um, I grew up with two parents that struggled with alcohol as well. And um, anybody who, who knows this, it's kind of a genetic thing. And so, um, you know, I kind of saw it when I was younger. Um, and so I was able to kind of recognize things and be like, um, you know, this isn't normal. Um, this isn't a way to live. And, um, you know, this is, there's, there's other options. And so it took me a while to accept that. But then once I was able to, you know, find somebody who had, uh, like, find a mentor who kind of had a similar story to me, to mine and like other students who are struggling with the same thing. It's just really rewarding and it really makes you feel good and it makes you feel like things can get better. Mm. Awesome. Like having that hope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So what, what brings you hope right now? 
in life, in the world? I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a tough question. Um, I would say hope for me is helping out somebody else. Helping, um, is, and that's just, it gives myself, it helps myself. Um, you know, if I'm reaching out and helping another person who might be struggling with, with anything, it doesn't even have to be alcohol. It can be, you know, depression or, or an eating disorder or anything like that. Um, having the ability to go out and help somebody else is what keeps me moving forward. And, uh, and then, you know, hopefully that goes on with other people too. Um, and, you know, I just hope to give somebody else the courage to help someone, someone else too at the same time. And I think that's, that's hope for me. Yeah. And what kind of world would we live in if we just did that? Yeah. If we all tried to lift each other up and make it not even easier, but just like more manageable along the way, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so much easier. It changed my life, you know, just knowing that somebody wanted to, somebody had concern for my issues. Um, you know, cause there's a lot of times where you feel like nobody cares. And, um, and I, I felt that way too. And, my only comfort was a bottle of alcohol and that was just what I had. Um, and then, you know, I, I had to, I had to reach out and, you know, be kind of vulnerable. And that was the, that was the way that that helped me. And I, I was scared to death to do it, but you know, it, it helps, it helps you move forward from whatever you're struggling with. Yeah. Can you remember any times where you were just like, um, I know like, um, a lot of times the recovery centers, they're asking you to share your story um, with others, um, like in a group setting sometimes, or sometimes it's one-on-one, -on -one, but can you remember any time where you're just like the feelings and like what that feels like to be vulnerable and like be real? Yeah, it took me a while because, um, you know, you want to you wanna tell people your story, but you're also afraid. You're also still kind of afraid about what people are going to think about you. And once you lift that, once you kind of learn that skill that it's okay, it's okay to be vulnerable, um, it really helps and it helps get things off your chest. And, you know, I, I still kind of struggle with talking in like a 12-step meeting or anything like that um, in front of a bunch of people. But, you know, I'm always, I always feel happy that I did afterwards. Anything that I'm afraid of, if I actually do it, I'm always happy that I did it. So... Yeah. And going back to what you just said too, about like the hope and like helping somebody else. It's like, what if your story is helping somebody else feel connected to your story? Who's also afraid to share, right? It's like, you're not, you're not sharing for you anymore. You're sharing for others, you know? Yeah. I heard something just this week. Um, somebody was telling their story and they said, I hope I helped someone. Um, but if I didn't help anybody, I at least helped myself. And so when you're sharing your story and being vulnerable, um, you're probably helping at least one person, but even if you're not, you're helping yourself because you're getting things off your chest and you're getting things out there and uh, things that might be, that you're struggling with that you might not even have known about. Yeah, I think um, anytime that I've been super like awkward and and vulnerable at the same time and like feeling like I'm the only one that's feeling this way, I will get like text messages later from a friend who is in a group of eight of us or six of us. And one of those friends will text me later. Like it might not feel like it even in the moment or like nobody ever tells you that. Right. And, and you're just kind of like, well, like, I don't know, but more often than not, like you'll hear like 
wow, your story really helped me in some way, you know, um, if you're vulnerable. Yeah, I think the first time, you know, I told my story in front of people, um, you know, I had like two or three people come up and say, hey, I took this from that. Um, this is going to help me. Um, you know, and I was just kind of blown away. I was like, really? Like, I was just kind of talking about, you know, just, I was just kind of rambling on about stuff. I wasn't even really, uh, you know, I wasn't even talking about anything. I just kind of was rambling about what I was struggling with that day. And, um, you know, and somebody took something from it. And so I kind of have figured out that that helps me move forward with, uh, with my past. And if I can help somebody else move forward with their past, then, uh, then I'm good. I, you know, I, I call that success in my eyes. Yeah. And what's interesting is that you said, you know, it's kind of like this, like, um, what did you call it? Rumble or mumbling or no. What yeah, you, I was just rambling. Rambling, rambling. Yeah. Like just, I think rambling, but think about even in the ramble, it was still helpful. It's like, just show up and be yourself and be vulnerable and you're likely to help somebody. It's like, if that's, I don't know, that's amazing. So that's really great. Um, so one of the other things that you said is that you found a group of people that you, you said you, you found other ways to have fun. Um, and I think this is honestly, especially at party schools, I went to Florida state. It's, it's, it was a party school as well. It's like, it's like, that's what you did on the weekends is you went out and you drank, you went out to a party or like you went out to like a club or like a bar and it's hard when you're in it, it's hard to like see that there's not the other things out there, even though there are so many things out there, it's so hard to see because that's who you're around all the time. So what do you do for fun? <laughs> and like, how did you like start, did you try start trying new things? Like, yeah, what did you find that's fun for you? Well, uh, the first thing is, um, you know, doing things and be able to remember it is, is great because, um, you know, I'm a drinker that doesn't remember things. And so, <laughs> so, you know, and then, you know, hanging out with people that genuinely care about you. You know, one thing that I noticed in the party culture is you meet people that don't care about you. Um, you know, they might seem like they're friends or they might seem like, or you might see them every weekend or whatever, but, you know, if you upset them with one small thing, they, you know, they could get back at you or, or whatever. And, that's something that I realized just finding a different community outside of the party culture was I found genuine people who really want to have experiences in life and really want to do positive things and really want to be your friend. You know, they really want to be there with you. Um, you know, most people that, that are drinking, they don't care. They just want to get drunk with you. Um, and, and that's kind of how I was. I was like that too. I didn't care about, um, you know, I didn't care about a lot of my friends that, I was drinking with I just kind of I just kind of used them to um, have something to do and 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 I thought it made me the person that I wanted to be but it really it really wasn't um, you know I treat people I would just I would just lie to them just to get whatever I wanted or um, you know just I would say anything to any girl just to get her attention or whatever and so you know just kind of living living in sobriety just kind of changes that mindset of, and you kind of really get to understand who you are. And, and then, you know, and, and when you're not drinking, you kind of get to experience things in a different way. And uh, most of the times it's, it's a lot better experience than being drunk and getting arrested or, or whatever and being with friends that don't really care about you. 
Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Party culture. I really like how you, how you said that. Like, and I think it describes it in a really like, like accurate way, I guess. So you talked also about social anxiety and I wonder also how drinking kind of played into that in that party scene too. And like just being able to talk to girls or like what, you know, whatever. I think, I think that to me, like, um, I feel like I had some, some anxiety as far as social anxiety goes when in college. And I think that's partially why I drank too. Cause I felt like it made me like more confident in myself. <laughs> and I was, I was like, Oh, whatever. Like I'll just like be goofy or whatever. I don't know. Like I felt like maybe a little bit more comfortable in my skin when I drink. And so, yeah, I'm just curious, like, how do you think those connect or, or do they for you? Oh, they absolutely did. That was, I mean, that was the reason I started drinking was because I was in social settings that, you know, I wasn't comfortable with. Um, and so, you know, that drinking initially gives you the confidence. It kind of lowers the confidence. And then you give it a little bit of time. And then all of a sudden you start feeling your insecurities come out. And so that was for me anyway, it was, um, you know, it gave me the confidence and then also my insecurities would double. So when I was, when I was drinking my, like, I would start worrying if people were looking at me weird or, or whatever. And then, so I would just drink more. And so I would just give me that quick, like that quick moment of confidence and then it would go away. And so, um, you know, just being sober, you, it allows you to kind of understand who you are and it gives you that long-term confidence in yourself. And that's just kind of what I learned. Um, and, you know, just, yeah. Um, you know, just, just drinking is just, is always temporary feelings. It always will help you temporarily. Um, it's never long-term. And that's just something that I learned. And I tried to make drinking something that would make me feel good long-term, but it just, it always took me back to um, a dark place or made me think about my insecurities more. And it just, it was just always a cycle. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like you've just come so far from where you were and you've done a lot of work, like a lot of self-work to get to where you are today. Um, Outside of like maybe the recovery center more broadly, what else have you done to try and like support your, you know, your social anxiety to support your depression, um, to support you through like addiction? Like what other things have you, like, are you reading other things? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you going to other organizations or groups to, you know, what else are you doing, I guess, to like improve yourself? Yeah. Um, I'm constantly trying to find people that, have gone through something similar and then who can kind of mentor me and into the right direction. And so if I'm struggling with something, I'll call up somebody that I know that might be somebody that I look up to. Um, you know, I'll talk to my parents. I just talk about it, just constantly talking about it. Um, even if I talk to somebody who doesn't have the answers, me just talking about um, something like social anxiety or depression or any kind of addiction, um, just having that conversation is what helps me move forward. And so that's just what I'm constantly doing is just, yeah, just listening to other people's stories on podcasts and reading articles and just um, making sure that I don't hold anything inside because that's when problems <laughs> arise. Um, just having a conversation with other people, telling people about what I'm, what's, what I'm going through um, is always helpful. 
I always live my way like that. And I can honestly say I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I went through the things that I went through because it wouldn't have made me who I am now. Yeah, that's great. So I know you've talked a lot about the recovery center. Um, what do they do there? Like how, how did that even, um, you know, you said it took you about a month to get there. Um, you know, when you first got there, if students are kind of struggling with this right now um, and aren't really sure, like, is this me? Should I go? Um, and, and here's the thing. You're not like a counselor. You're not, you know, going to say like, oh, you should go with this. But, you know, for you, like, what, what do they expect when they show up to something like this? <laughs> you know, is it going to be super awkward? It's going to be weird for them. And how? how? Yeah. Um, so basically recovery can mean anything. It can be recovering from anything that you might be struggling with. So it's just a community of students and staff that want to help with anything that you might be struggling with. Um, and it just gives you an outlet to be able to talk about it with somebody who might have, who might have gone through it also. And so and it just gives you, and it's a way to meet other students. Um, you know, I know, for a lot of people, for me definitely, college is, was a very lonely time. Um, I, I found it very lonely at first, and so um, just having a, a sense of community, being a part of something, um, was what helped me. And um, so there's just always there's somebody that you can talk to one on one. Staff people, there's like staff members. Um, there's other students here at CU, and I know a lot of the other recovery centers on campus have you know, a study lounge so that you can, you can, if you're feeling like uh, you're struggling and you have nowhere to go, you don't want to go back to your apartment or whatever, you can go hang out in the study lounge. And, um, you know, just, there's just always a spot for somebody to hang out, talk to other people. And, um, you know, and then there's always events like there's always, uh, you know, sober events that, um, that the recovery center holds uh, weekly and stuff. And so it just gives you, uh, you know, there's just things to do, people to meet, and it just kind of keeps that social aspect and keeps you from being alone with your issues. And I think that's the biggest problem with a lot of students is trying to do it alone. You can't do it alone. It's not going to work. And um, you just got to find those other people and, and just kind of move forward from it. And that's just kind of what the recovery center is trying to do is bring in you know, as many students as, as they can, they can help and they help me. So. Yeah. And I think one thing that just stands out in your story so much is the fact that you had a hard time working up the courage to get there. But then when you got there, it probably was still awkward for the first few weeks because you, you're still meeting people. You're like, should I share my story? Should I not? Am I like these people? Am I not like these people? <laughs> like there's all this like weird kind of things that happen when you join something new. Um, especially when it comes to something like this. And so it's okay to have those feelings. Like you're probably going to have those feelings. It's probably going to feel awkward. It's probably going to feel very vulnerable and raw. Um, but I know like, for, for example, at um, University of Colorado, I've referred students to the um, recovery center and they've been kind of all on the spectrum of like, Hey, I think I might need help to like, I need help. And it's like, I don't know if you need help or not um, as a, as an academic coach, but what we can do is say, hey, why don't you like go talk to this one person there where it's not this big group thing. You're just going to talk to one person who is very familiar with recovery and what that means and what it looks like and can really kind of help you process through like what makes the most sense for you and how to get started. And I think 
you know, if you're listening to this and you're not sure if there is something like this on your campus, first try to Google it, you know, <laughs> Google your university or institution with recovery center. Um, if you're still unsure, maybe start with an academic advisor, an academic coach, even a professor and just ask, hey, do you know of anything like this that exists on campus? You could even say that you're asking for a friend at first, then they'll send it to you, and then you can decide from there. But I think um, it's putting yourself out there and just being aware that those things do exist on campus and in the community. Um, and if you're not sure to, if you get lost or somebody's a jerk to you, you can email me and we're going to get frustrated together and figure it out together. <laughs> but first, try to contact somebody on your campus to get started on that for sure. Um, I want to talk about kind of some more like positive and exciting things that are happening in your life too. So you talked about um, how you're trying to get on the football team. So I think what's really exciting about that is that's a very positive way to like really put your energy towards like positive goals. So where are you at in that process and what does it feel like to be working towards this goal? Yeah, it's been a goal of mine since I was, you know, a young kid to, um, you know, I wanted to play college football, but I wanted to play at CU. I wanted to play for my home state. And yeah, it's been, it's been a journey uh, to say the least. I've been, I've been working to get to see, to just even get into the school for probably for like four years. It took me about four or five years to even get into the school. And so that delayed everything. Um, but, you know, right now, yeah, so focusing, just focusing on, you know, I just put down, hey, I have a goal. Let me focus on this. Um, instead of looking at, you know, past struggles that I've had or whatever, you know, I just said, hey, this is a goal I have. Um, and so I just kind of put, you know, all my struggles and everything that I was kind of struggling with before into getting fit for trying out for this football team. And so even if I don't make it or even if it doesn't happen, um, it's at least something positive that I can strive for. And, you know, and I'll always have another goal after that. If I don't make it or if I do make it, um, there's always going to be another goal that I want to focus on and just kind of put all my energy into that and to not allow, you know, insecurities or, or um, you know, fear control me. And that's just kind of how I allowed alcohol into my life was just insecurities and fear. Mm -hmm. uh, and just, you know, I was afraid to, uh, ruined my potential. And so, um, you know, I just drank about it. And, and now, um, now that I'm not drinking, I have to kind of face those fears and it's, it's been really positive. And so right now I'm just getting, you know, staying, uh, you know, ac you know, good with my academics. And right now I'm just uh, working on um, getting fit for uh, the tryout in August and been talking to, uh, you know, some of the coaches already and, uh, we'll see how that goes, but you know, it's just a, just another goal that I'm trying to, trying to focus on. Yeah. I, I think too, I, I love that you were like, I have to do this. And even if it doesn't happen and then you put a positive spin on it, which is amazing of you, but I just feel like the way that you talked about that, you are going to be so successful in your life because you have to be because of the way that you're taking in the world. Like you're like, I've already gone through some shit <laughs> and like I am living just the way that you're approaching life um, is going to serve you so well. in in like after college, it's, it's so awesome. You're already living an amazing life. I know it because of just what you shared. Um, I think too, like, it's cool that you, you're going for it. Like you talked about, you're addressing your fears. Um, I can tell you 
there are so many people that I've grown up around that I still am friends with um, that aren't doing those things. And sometimes I don't, I'm not doing those things. And I am constantly trying to battle that of like, you know, can I do this? Am I sure that those uncertainties that you talked about? And it's like, we have to keep, like you said, facing them. Um, even when it's awkward, even if it's weird, even if we're scared that it might not work. Um, I just, I love that you said that. And I think too, like thinking back, if in 10 years, if you looked back and you were like, ah, I wish I would have tried out for the football team and you didn't, you know, I can't, yeah, I can't live in regret. So, um, one thing, uh, that I didn't touch on was earlier, um, was I had an opportunity after high school to play college at a junior college in California. And, um, I moved out there. Um, everything was good. Um, and then the coach that recruited me got fired before the season started. So I'm out there. None of the other coaches care if I'm there. Um, I know nobody out there. And, um, so I just kind of, it was where I first kind of started to feel alone. And it's where I first started to use a substance to, um, deal with that emotion. And so, um, so I ended up moving back, uh, moving back home and, you know, leaving that opportunity. And for a while I struggled with that regret of, of, uh, leaving that opportunity. Um, I couldn't handle the emotion of being alone or being scared that, you know, that, that coach that made me feel comfortable there was gone. And so I kind of, I felt like I blew an opportunity that I had. And so, um, you know, this time, you know, this time I'm going to, you know, do it a little differently. Um, you know, I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, first and foremost, I want to get my degree. That's my main goal. And so uh, I want to do that, but you know, I want to, I want to at least give it a chance to try out for this team. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least I tried and at least I stayed in it. And so that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. So what is your workout schedule look like? And like, are you creating it yourself or are you getting help? Like, what is that? I don't even know what that would look like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, especially with, uh, it's a bummer cause the coronavirus, I was going to the gym every day and then, um, now I'm <clears throat> totally doing everything at home. So I just, I've been, you know, waking up early, I'll do a workout in the morning and then, um, and then I'll do a workout at night. And that's just basically what I've been doing. It's just, it's been working for me. Um, it just kind of keeps me focused on the goal and keeps me busy also uh, especially during this time where we're there's nothing really open there's nothing else to do um, I've just kind of just poured all that emotion and all that loneliness or all that fear into just working out and so that's just kind of what works for me and I'll just do I've just been doing you know body weight workouts and it's been really working for me so push-ups air squats burpees run yeah push-ups uh, so that, workout. <laughs> yeah, I've been just researching online, just different, you know, crazy body weight workouts. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So it's just, that's how I've been spending my uh, quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So I guess we can start wrapping up the, the podcast. Um, so I'm curious, what are your top, like one or two, maybe three things that you feel like every college student should know? Yeah, you're going to meet all types of people. And I think the main thing for, for me was um, to immediately just make those connections. Um, you know, you're going you're gonna to go through, you're going to meet bad people, you're going to meet good people. 
but every connection that you make in college is going to end up, it's going to send you down a road and um, you got to, you got to kind of be smart about that with the people that you meet. And so I think that's just the main thing is, um, you know, finding those people that will help traject you into the right path that you want to go down. Yeah. Um, I made those mistakes early on was I found, you know, drinking and other people that, you know, just were not beneficial to me. And so I think that's just the main thing is, is make those connections. Don't be afraid to, um, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there, make yourself vulnerable, tell your story. Um, yeah. Be constant and trying to, um, you know, meet other people and, don't do anything alone because that's that never works for anybody. Yeah, I think kind of two stories came up in my head um, about this. But one time I was, um, well, first off, people, especially like in the self-help world, talk about you are the five people that you are around the most. And I totally was like, that is bull crap. Like, I don't believe that. That's not true. And I have come to realize that I don't, th I think it is true. I just am trying to like pretend like it's not for some reason. And um, the reason why I say that is I was driving down the road one day and I'm driving and I realize like I'm going 65 and a 55, but everybody around me is going 65. So it feels like I'm like going the appropriate, you know, speed limit. And I realize it and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then it just made me think about that, how we are the people that we hang around most. And it's like, you don't even notice it but you're, you're going along with these people or this group or whatever. Um, and so just highlighting the importance of who you want to spend time with is actually really important, especially in college too. Um, you know, you just don't know like what those friendships can manifest into later. Um, and then the second thing I'll say too about that is that you, you've alluded to this a couple times where you thought that, you know, or like your network is really important and you want to meet people and you're not sure what those are going to like, what's going to happen in the future with those. But, but like you're kind of just investing in people who you want to be like, or like mentors or like people who are going towards positive goals. So I was working on my PhD and this was like two years ago. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And I emailed this guy about policy work in higher ed. So kind of like, I want to make bigger change in the world. And I knew I wanted to do that. And I was like, well, maybe policy is the right way for me to go. And policy, you know, whenever you create a policy on a huge level, it impacts so many people. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll do that. So I emailed this guy and he emails me back. And it's like, I'm not sure if you remember me or not, but we actually met at Florida State. This was like, you know, probably like 10 or 11 years prior to this conversation and he was like, I'd love to help you like get an internship here or whatever, just because of that connection that we met one, you know, we met, we, we knew each other pretty well, like uh, my freshman year, but, like I didn't recognize his name and it was just so completely out of context, but now he's in another state just like I am and doing amazing work too. And so I think you just don't know what kind of relationships can manifest even <laughs> 10 plus years down the road based on who you meet in college so yeah I think for yeah for me that I think that's my greatest lesson is college is all about connection and hopefully you'll make those relationships that might turn your life totally into the way that you want to go and so that's just uh you know that's just what I've gotten out of 
mostly out of college is just meeting people that are helping me move in a, in a, like in a forward direction. That's awesome. Yeah. I think too, like, um, one other thing that I took away from your story was that like change is hard and it doesn't, it doesn't just like happen like that, you know, like it takes time and it also like just takes work (laughs) to, to work on yourself. Like you said, and, and I, I don't know if you felt this, I'm curious about like with your fitness journey, but for my fitness journey, it's been a lot like I'm starting to see, I see progress, but I see it so much later than when I started. It's like, I've been working on something for six months intentionally, and I just now see it manifest into something. Just a small smidge, you know? Like, I just got my first pull-up, like, a few months ago, and I was like, yes! But, like, I never thought that was possible. But I had been working on it for, like, multiple months, like, intentionally on that thing. And I think, like, I've just learned so much about how that translates to real life with, like, things that you work towards. So I'm curious, like, with you, like, fitness, do you feel similar Oh yeah. Um, I think that helped with, uh, my journey on, you know, with addiction was nothing happens overnight. It takes one choice after another and another, and and that ends up building with time. And so, you know, you know, you take, you, you have one choice to go to the gym and you know, it just kind of, just things kind of build up. Nothing is ever, nothing's ever overnight. And I think that's just with everything. And so that's, that was kind of my lesson with, with fitness and with, um, you know, kind of with an addiction, you know, it takes one day of not drinking and then it takes two days and then it takes three days and then it takes four days. And, um, and it's super hard along the way and it takes a lot of work and there's a lot of times when you don't want to, you don't want to do the work. Um, and then, you know, with, with fitness, you got to go, it's just, one choice after another um and then you find yourself you look back and you go whoa but like i've made some really some crazy progress here so um yeah i think that's just that's it's a huge lesson is just look at things as what's my next best choice to do and then do that and then do my next little best choice and kind of do it you know in increments instead of um you know i want to go i want to go 30 days without alcohol or i want to go you know i want to be I want to lose uh, 30 pounds. Um, you know, it kind of puts your head as it kind of overwhelms you. And that's just for me. And so I just kind of choose one little thing and, and just kind of build on it. And then before you know it, you have, you know, you have, um, you know, you have a lot of progress looking back. Oh, that's so good. And I think that's a perfect place to stop it. Stop it. So thank you so much, James. You are an incredible person and I'm so excited to see like what you end up doing and we will be cheering you on for, to make it on the football team and all the other goals that you have in life. So yeah, yeah thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Okay. James, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Yeah, sure. Um, my Instagram is James Carnes, C-A-R-N-E-S underscore. And then my Twitter is jcarns85. And yeah, you can reach out to me. You can, uh, and then there is also a website called the arhe.org, I believe. And that is where you can find uh, recovery centers on your campus. So um, if there's one, or there's one near you, there could be one near you. So um, yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much, James. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I hope you enjoyed James's story. I mean, it just was so powerful to me and the fact that he wanted to share his story with you all. 
to hopefully make connections and hope you, I think, feel less alone in this world and with whatever you're struggling with, um, you aren't alone. You aren't the only person struggling with those. You just have to find those communities who are also going through it and you can go along through it with them. So it's time to go out and find those communities if you do not already have them because we need people around us who challenge us, who lift us up, who make us better people and you deserve that. So start building that community now. As always, I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening to the College Life Podcast. If you enjoyed this, it would mean the world to me if you actually just shared it with another college student. That would really help the podcast grow and get more students engaged in listening to these real conversations that we need to be having with each other. If you have any questions for the podcast, let me know. You can email me at thecollegelifecoach at gmail.com or on Instagram at thecollegelifecoach. And I will catch you in the next episode. Have an excellent week.